Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the world of Percy Jackson. In this episode we're going to read chapters 30 and 31 and today we are going to learn more about what exactly is going to happen in this journey. In the previous episode we read um, about how Percy and uh, the trio basically took the gamble of the two... um, gargoyle uh the two potions of the gargoyle one cures one kills and you know phineas took part in it because of his um apparent love for gambles and in the end phineas lost and although he he thought that he might have a chance because percy did initially feel like a burn in the beginning but afterwards it subsided and essentially phineas died and with that that proved that both all, uh, the harpies got their curse freed, as well as um, finding the lair to Alcyonius. Uh, the Alcyonius's lair, uh, Phineas was able to write it down on a note, and they are now headed there. And then um, afterwards, uh, Hazel and Frank spent some valuable time together, uh, sharing some information, especially with the chapter ending with Frank entrusting Hazel with um, a piece of tinder. Uh, that again. It's a very important tinder. It's the piece of tinder that determines Frank's life lifespan and entrusting Hazel with it. So I think their relationship definitely got stronger than before, and it's definitely strengthened, especially through Frank's Frank trusting Hazel with the tinder and Hazel trusting Frank on her secret of how she truly got to be back on Earth. So now we're going to read chapter 30. Hazel. Hazel. Percy was shaking her shoulder. Wake up. We've reached Seattle. She sat up groggily, squinting in the morning sunlight. Frank? Frank groaned, rubbing his eyes. Did we just... Was I just... You both passed out, Percy said. I don't know why, but Ella told me not to worry about it. She said you were... Sharing? Sharing, Ella agreed. She crouched in the stern, preening her wing feathers with her teeth, which... Didn't look like a very effective form of personal hygiene. She spit out some red fluff. Sharing is good. No more blackouts. Biggest American blackout? August 14, 2003. Hazel shared. No more blackouts. Percy scratched his head. Yeah, we've been having conversations like that all night. I still don't know what she's talking about. Hazel pressed her hand against her coat pocket. She could feel the piece of firewood wrapped in cloth. She looked at Frank. You were there. He nodded. He didn't say anything, but his expression was clear. He'd meant what he said. He wanted her to keep the piece of tinder safe. She wasn't sure whether she felt honored or scared. No one had ever trusted her with something that so important. Wait, Percy said. You mean you guys shared a blackout? Are you guys both going to pass out from now on? Nope, Ella said. Nope, nope, nope. No more blackouts. More books for Ella. Books in Seattle. Hazel gazed over the water. They were sailing through a large bay, making their way toward a cluster of downtown buildings. Neighborhoods rolled across a series of hills. From from the tallest one rose an odd white tower with a saucer on top, like a spaceship from the old Flash Gordon movies Sammy used to love. No more blackouts, Hazel thought. After enduring them for so long, the idea seemed too good to be true. How could Ella be sure they were gone? Yet Hazel did feel different more grounded as if she wasn't trying to live in two time periods anymore 
Every muscle in her body began to relax. She felt like as if she'd finally slipped out of a lead jacket she'd been wearing for months. Somehow having Frank with her during the blackout had helped. She she relived her entire past right through to the present. Now all she had to worry about was the future. Assuming she had one. Percy steered the boat toward the downtown docks. As they got closer, Ella scratched nervously at her nest of books. Hazel started to feel edgy too. She wasn't sure why. It was a bright, sunny day, and Seattle looked like a beautiful place, with inlets and bridges, wooded islands dotting the bay, and snow-capped mountains rising in the distance. Still, she felt like as if she were being watched. Um, why are we stopping here? She asked. Percy showed them the silver ring on his necklace. Reina has a sister here. She asked me to find her and show her this. Reina has a sister? Frank asked, like the idea terrified him. Percy nodded. Apparently, Reina thinks her sister could send help for the camp. Amazons, Ella muttered. Amazons, Amazon country. Hmm. Ella will find libraries instead. Doesn't like Amazons. Fierce. Shields. Swords. Pound, pound pointy. Ouch. Frank reached for his spear. Amazons? Like, female warriors? That would make sense, Hazel said. If Reina's sister is also a daughter of Bologna, I can see why she joined the Amazons. But is it safe for us to be here? Nope, 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 Alice said. Get books instead. No Amazons. We have to try, Percy said. I promised Reina. Besides, the Pax isn't doing too great. I've been pushing it pretty hard. Hazel looked down at her feet. Water was leaking between the floorboards. Oh. Yeah, Percy agreed. We'll either need to fix it or find a new boat. I'm pretty much holding it together with my willpower at this point. Ella, do you have any idea where we can find the Amazons? And, um, Frank said nervously, they don't, like, kill men on sight, do they? Ella glanced at the downtown docks, only a few hundred yards away. Ella will find friends later. Ella will fly away now. And she did. Well, Frank picked a single red feather out of the air. That's encouraging. They docked at the wharf. They barely had time to unload their supplies before the pack shuddered and broke into pieces. Most of it sank, leaving only a board with a painted eye and another one with the letter P bobbing in the waves. Guess we're not fixing it, Hazel said. What now? Percy stared at the steep hills of downtown Seattle. We hope the Amazons will help. They explored for hours. They found some great salty caramel chocolate at a candy store. They bought some coffee so strong, Hazel's head felt like a vibrating gonk. They stopped at a sidewalk cafe and had some excellent grilled salmon sandwiches. Once they saw Ella zooming between high-rise towers, a large book clutched in each foot. But they found no Amazons. All the while, Hazel was aware of the time ticking by. June 22nd now, and Alaska was still a long way away. Finally, they wandered south of downtown into a plaza surrounded by smaller glass and brick buildings. Hazel's nerves started tingling. She looked around. Sure, she was being watched. There. The office building on their left had a single word etched on the glass doors. Amazon. Oh, Frank said. Uh, no, Hazel, that's a modern thing. They're a company, right? They sell stuff on the internet. They're not actually Amazons. Unless... Percy walked through the doors. Hazel had a bad feeling about this place, but she and Frank followed. The lobby was like an empty fish tank. 
glass walls, a glossy black door floor, a few token plants, and pretty much nothing else. Against the back wall, a black stone store staircase led up and down. In the middle of the room stood a young woman in a black pantsuit with long auburn hair and a security guard's earpiece. Her name tag said Kinsey. Her smile was friendly enough, but her eyes reminded Hazel of the policemen in New Orleans who used to patrol the French Quarter at night. They always seemed to look through you as if they were thinking about who might attack them next. Kinsey nodded at Hazel, ignoring the boys. May I help you? Um, I hope so. Hazel said, we're looking for Amazons. Kinsey glanced at Hazel's sword, then Frank's spear, though neither should have been visible through the mist. This is the main campus for Amazon, she said cautiously. Did you have an appointment with someone or- Hilla, Percy interrupted. We're looking for a girl named- Kinsey moved so fast, Hazel's eyes almost couldn't follow. She kicked Frank in the chest and sent him flying backward across the lobby. She pulled a sword out of thin air, swept Percy off his feet with the flat of the blade, and pressed the point under his chin. Too late, Hazel reached for her sword. A dozen more girls in black flooded up the staircase, swords in hand, and surrounded her. Kinsey glared down at Percy. First rule, males don't speak without permission. Second rule, trespassing on our territory is punishable by death. You'll meet Queen Hill all right. She'll be the one deciding your fate. The Amazons confiscated the trio's weapons and marched them down so many flights of stairs, Hazel lost count. Finally, they emerged in a cavern so big it could have accommodated ten high schools, sports fields and all. Stark fluorescent lights glowed along the rock ceiling. Conveyor belts wound through the room like water slides carrying boxes in every direction. Aisles of metal shelves stretched out forever, stacked high with crates of merchandise. Cranes hummed and robotic arms whirred. Flow of folding cardboard boxes, packing shipments, and taking things on and off of the belts. Some of the shelves were so tall they were only accessible by ladders and catwalks, which ran across the ceiling like theater scaffolding. Hazel remembered newsreels she'd seen as a child. She'd always been impressed by the scenes of factories building planes and guns for the war effort, hundreds and hundreds of weapons coming off the line every day. But that was nothing compared to this and almost all the work was being done by computers and robots. The only humans Hazel could see were some black-suited security women patrolling the catwalks, and some men in orange jumpsuits like prison uniforms driving forklifts through the aisles, delivering more pallets of boxes. The men wore iron collars around their necks. You keep slaves? Hazel knew it might be dangerous to speak, but she was so outraged she couldn't stop herself. The men? Kinsey snorted. <laughs> They're not slaves, they just know their place. Now move. They walked so far, Hazel's feet began to hurt. She thought they must surely be getting to the end of the warehouse when Kinsey opened a large set of double doors and led them into another cavern, cavern just as big as the first. The underworld isn't this big, Hazel complained, which probably wasn't true, but it felt that way to her feet. Kinsey smiled smugly. You admire our base of operations. Yes, our distribution system is worldwide. It took many years and most of our fortune to build. Now finally, we're turning a profit. The mortals don't realize that they are funding the Amazon kingdom. Soon, we'll be richer than any mortal nation. Then, when the weak mortals depend on us for everything, the revolution will begin. What are you going to do? Frank grumbled. Cancel free shipping? A guard slammed the hilt of her sword into his gut. 
Percy tried to help him, but two more guards pushed him back at a sword point. You'll learn respect, Kinsey said. It's males like you who have ruined the mortal world. The only harmonious society is one run by women. We are stronger, wiser, more humble, Percy said. The guards tried to hit him, but Percy ducked. Stop it, Hazel said. Surprisingly, the guards listened. Hill is going to judge us, right? Hazel asked. So take us to her. We're wasting time. Kinsey nodded. Perhaps you're right. We have more important problems. And time. Time is definitely an issue. What do you mean? Hazel asked. A guard grunted. We could take him straight to Ortrera. Might win our favor that way. No! Kinsey snarled. I'd sooner wear an iron collar and a drive and drive a forklift. Hilla is queen. Until tonight, another guard muttered. Kinsey gripped her sword. For a second, Hazel thought the Amazons might start fighting one another, but Kinsey seemed to get her anger un- under control. Enough, she said. Let's go. They crossed the lane of forklift traffic, navigated a maze of conveyor belts, and ducked under a row of robotic arms that were packing up boxes. Most of the merchandise most of the merchandise looked pretty ordinary. Books, electronics, baby diapers. But against one wall sat a war chariot with a big barcode on the side. Hanging from the yoke was a sign that read, Only one is left in stock. Order soon. More on the way. Finally, they entered a smaller cavern that looked like a combination loading zone and throne room. The walls were lined with metal shells six stories high, decorated with war banners, painted shields, and the stuffed heads of dragons, hydras, giant lions, and wild boars. Standing guard along either side were dozens of forklifts modified for war. An iron-colored male drove each machine, but an Amazon warrior stood on a platform in back, manning a giant mounted crossbow. The prongs of each forklift had been sharpened into oversized sword blades. The shelves in this room were stacked with cages containing live animals. Hazel couldn't believe what she was seeing. Black mastiffs, giant eagles, a lion-eagle hybrid that must have been a griffin, and a red ant the size of a compact car. She watched in horror as a forklift zipped into the room, picked up a cage with a beautiful white pegasus, and sped away while the horse whinnied in protest. What are you doing to that poor animal? Hazel demanded. Kinsey frowned. The Pegasus? It'll be fine. Someone must have ordered it. The shipping and handling charges are steep, but... You can buy a Pegasus online? Percy asked. Kinsey glared at him. Obviously, you can't, male. But Amazons can. We have followers all over the world. They need supplies. This way. At the end of the warehouse was a dais constructed from pallets of books... Stacks of vampire novels, walls of James Patterson thrillers, and throne made from about a thousand copies of something called The Five Habits of Highly Aggressive Woman. At the base of the steps, several Amazons in camouflage were having a heated argument, while a young woman, Queen Hilla, Hazel assumed, watched and listened from her throne. Hilla was in her twenties, lithe and lean as a tiger. She wore a black leather jumpsuit and black boots. She had no crown, but around her waist was a strange belt made of interlocking gold links, like the pattern of a labyrinth. Hazel couldn't believe how much she looked like Reyna. A little older, perhaps, but with the same long black hair, the same dark eyes, and the same hard expression. Like she was trying to decide which of the Amazons before her most deserved death. Kinsey took one look at the argument and grunted with distaste. Or Treras agents spreading their lies. What? 
Frank asked. Then Hazel stopped so abruptly, the guards behind her stumbled. A few feet from the queen's throne, two Amazons guarded a cage. Inside was a beautiful horse, not the winged kind, but a majestic and powerful stallion with a honey-colored coat and a black mane. His fierce brown eyes regarded Hazel, and she could swear he looked impatient, as if thinking, About time you got here. It's him, Hazel murmured. Him who? Percy asked. Kinsey scowled in annoyance, but when she saw where Hazel was looking, her expression softened. Ah, yes, beautiful, isn't he? Hazel blinked to make sure she wasn't hallucinating. It was the same horse she chased in Alaska. She was sure of it. But that was impossible. No horse could live that long. Is he? Hazel could hardly control her voice. Is he for sale? The guards all laughed. That's Arian, Kinsey said patiently as if she understood Hazel's fascination. He's a royal treasure of the Amazons, to be claimed only by our most courageous warrior, if you believe the prophecy. Prophecy? Hazel asked. Kinsey's expression became pained, almost embarrassed. Never mind. But no, he's not for sale. Then why is he in a cage? Kinsey grimaced. Because he is difficult. Right on cue, the horse slammed his head against the cage door. The metal bars shuddered and the guards retreated nervously. Hazel wanted to free that horse. She wanted it more than anything she had ever wanted before. But Percy, Frank, and a dozen Amazon guards were staring at her. So she tried to mask her emotions. Just asking, she managed. Let's see the queen. The argument at the front of the room grew grew louder. Finally, the queen noticed Hazel's group approaching and she snapped. Enough! The arguing Amazons shut up immediately. The queen waved them aside and beckoned Kinsey forward. Kinsey shoved Hazel and her friends toward the throne. My queen, these demigods. The queen shot to her feet. You! She glared at Percy Jackson with murderous rage. Percy muttered something in ancient Greek that Hazel was pretty sure the nuns at St. Agnes wouldn't have liked. Clipboard, he said. Spa, pirates? This made no sense to Hazel, but the queen nodded. She stepped down from her dais of bestsellers and drew a dagger from her belt. You were incredibly foolish to come here, she said. You destroyed my home. You made my sister and me exiles and prisoners. Percy, Frank said uneasily. What's the scary woman with the dagger talking about? Circe's Island. Circe's Island, Percy said. I just remembered. The Gorgon's blood may be starting to heal my mind. The Sea of Monsters, Hilla, she welcomed us at the docks, took us to see her boss. Hilla worked for the sorceress. Hilla bared her perfect white teeth. Are you telling me you've had amnesia? You know, I might actually believe you. Why else would you be stupid enough to come here? We've come in peace, Hazel insisted. What did Percy do? Peace! The queen raised her eyebrows at Hazel. What did he do? This male destroyed Circe's school of magic. Circe turned me into a guinea pig, Percy protested. No excuses, Hilla said. Circe was a wise and generous employer. I had room and board and a good health plan, dental, pet leopards, free potions, everything. And this demigod with his friend, the blonde Annabeth. Percy tapped his forehead like he wanted the memories to come back faster. That's right, I I was there with Annabeth. She released her captives, Blackbeard and his pirates. She turned to Hazel. Have you ever been kidnapped by pirates? It isn't fun. They burned our spa to the ground. 
My sister and I were their prisoners for months. Fortunately, we were daughters of Bologna. We learned to fight quickly if we hadn't. She shuddered. Well, the pirates learned to respect us. Eventually, we made our way to California where we... She hesitated as if the memory was painful. Where my sister and I parted ways. She stepped toward Percy until they were nose to nose. She ran her dagger under his chin. Of course, I survived and prospered. I have risen to be queen of the Amazons. So perhaps I should thank you. You're welcome, Percy said. The queen dug her knife in a little deeper. Never mind, I think I'll kill you. Wait, Hazel yelped. Reyna sent us, your sister. Look at the ring on his necklace. Hilla frowned. She lowered her knife to Percy's necklace until the point rested on the silver ring. The color drained from her face. Explain this, she glared at Hazel. Quickly! Hazel tried. She described Camp Jupiter. She told the Amazons about Reyna being their praetor and the army of monsters that was marching south. She told them about their quest to free Thanatos in Alaska. As Hazel talked, another group of Amazons entered the room. One was taller and older than the rest, with plated silver hair and fine silk robes like a Roman matron. The other Amazons made way for her, treating her with such respect that Hazel wondered if she was Hilla's mother. Until she noticed how Hilla and the older woman stared daggers at each other. So we need your help, Hazel finished her story. Reyna needs your help. Hilla gripped Percy's leather cord and yanked it off his neck. Beads, ring, probatio tablet, and all. Reyna, that foolish girl. Well, the older woman interrupted. Romans need our help? She laughed and the and other Amazons around her joined in. How many times did we battle the Romans in my day? The woman asked. How many times have they killed our sisters in battle when I was queen or Atrera? Otrera, Hilla interrupted. You are here as a guest. You are not queen anymore. The older woman spread her hands and made a mocking bow. As you say, at least until tonight. But I speak the truth, Queen Hilla. She said the worst word like a taunt. I've been brought back by the Earth Mother herself. I bring tidings of a new war. Why? Should Amazons follow Jupiter, that foolish king of Olympus, when we can follow a queen? When I take command, if you take command, Hilla said. But for now, I am queen. My word is law. I see. Artrera looked at the assembled Amazons, who were standing very still as if they'd found themselves in a pit with two wild tigers. Have we become so weak that we listen to male demigods? Will you spare the life of this son of Neptune, even though he once destroyed your home? Perhaps you'll let him destroy your new home, too. Hazel held her breath. The Amazons looked back and forth between Hilla and Artrera, watching for any sign of weakness. I will pass judgment, Hilla said in an icy tone. Once I have all the facts, that is, uh, how I rule, by reason, not fear. First, I will talk with this one. She jabbed a finger toward Hazel. It is my duty to hear out a female warrior before I sentence her or her allies to death. That is the Amazon way. Or have your years in the underworld muddled your memory, Artura? The older woman sneered, but she didn't try to argue. Hilla turned to Kinsey. Take these mouths to the holding cell. The rest of you, leave us. Artura raised her hand to the crowd. As our queen commands, but any of you who would like to hear more about Gaia and our glorious future with her, come with me. About half the Amazons followed her out of the room. Kinsey snorted with disgust, then she and her guards hauled Percy and Frank away. 
Soon, Hilla and Hazel were alone except for the Queen's personal guards. At Hilla's signal, even they moved out of earshot. The Queen turned toward Hazel. Her anger, her anger dissolved, and Hazel saw desperation in her eyes. The Queen looked like one of her caged animals being whisked off on a conveyor belt. We must talk, Hilla said. We don't have much time. By midnight, I will most likely be dead. And that's the end of chapter 30. Um, so I have heard about the Amazons. But this is, first of all, definitely an amazing chapter. Um, I love how we're introduced to another um, group of very powerful females, the Amazons. And I have learned about them before. So it's really interesting to see them being mentioned in this story. And I feel like in this series, the Amazons are kind of um, the hunters of Artemis in a way which um but they don't really come under a specific goddess they only have a queen which is which can be a demigod so but it is very similar to i feel like it's very similar to hunters of artemis they're not exactly the same but i do feel like they do have some very similar characteristics and i do feel like hilla will be saved i do have this feeling that hilla will be saved because i feel like the way of intention that Ortrera has compared to Hilla is very different and I feel like much more on the negative side because Ortrera kind of favors Gaia at this moment because Gaia resurrected her from the underworld so we'll have to see what exactly happens to Hilla and whether she survives and whether she continues to be king uh, queen sorry and after the break, we'll read chapter 31 to see what exactly happens with the conversation between Hazel and Hilla. And we're back from the ads, and now we're going to read chapter 31. Hazel. Hazel concerned making a run for it. She didn't trust Queen Hilla, and she certainly didn't trust that other lady, Artura. Only three guards were left in the room. All of them kept their distance. Hilla was armed with just a dagger. This deep underground, Hazel might be able to cause an earthquake in the throne room or summon a big pile of schist or gold. If she could cause a distraction, she might be able to escape and find her friends. Unfortunately, she'd seen the Amazons fight. Even though the queen had only a dagger, Hazel suspected she could use it pretty well. And Hazel was unarmed. They hadn't searched her, which meant thankfully they hadn't taken Frank's firewood from her coat pocket, but her sword was gone. The queen seemed to be reading her thoughts. Forget about escape, of course. We'd respect you for trying, but we'd have to kill you. Thanks for the warning. Hiller shrugged. The least I can do. I believe you come in peace. I believe Reyna sent you. But you won't help? The queen studied the necklace she'd taken from Percy. It's complicated, she said. Amazons have always had a rocky relationship with other demigods, especially male demigods. We fought for King Priam in the Trojan War, but Achilles killed our queen, Penthesilia. Years before that, Hercules stole Queen Hippolyta's belt. This belt I'm wearing, it took us centuries to recover it. Long before that, at the very beginning of the Amazon nation, a hero named Bellerophon, Bellerophon killed our first queen, Atrera. You mean the lady who just left? Yes, Atrera, our first queen, daughter of Ares. Mars? Hilla made a sour face. No, definitely Ares. Artrera lived long before Rome, in a time when all demigods were Greek. Unfortunately, some of our warriors still prefer the old ways. Children of Ares. 
they're always the worst. The old ways. Hazel had heard rumors about Greek demigods. Octavian believed they existed and were secretly plotting against Rome, but she never really believed it, even when Percy came to camp. He just didn't strike her as an evil, skimming, scheming Greek. You mean the Amazons are a mix Greek and Roman? Hilla continued to examine the necklace, the clay beads, the probatio tablet. She slipped Raina's silver ring off the cord and put it on her own finger. I suppose they don't teach you about that at Camp Jupiter. The gods have many aspects. Mars, Ares, Pluto, Hades. Being immortal, they tend to accumulate personalities. They're Greek, Roman, American, a combination of all the cultures they've influenced over the eons. Do you understand? I, I'm not sure. Are all Amazons demigods? The queen spread her hands. We all have some immortal blood, but many of my warriors are descended from demigods. Some have been Amazons for countless generations. Others are children of minor gods. Kinsey, the one who brought you here, is the daughter of a nymph. Ah, here she is now. The girl with the auburn hair approached the queen and bowed. The prisoners are safely locked away, Kinsey reported. But? Yes, the queen asked. Kinsey swallowed like she had a bad taste in her mouth. Artrera made sure her followers are guarding the cells. I'm sorry, my queen. Hilla pursed her lips. No matter. Stay with us, Kinsey. We were just talking about our... Ah, situation. Artrera, Hazel guessed. Gaia brought her, brought her back from the dead to throw you Amazons into civil war. The queen exhaled. If that was her plan, it is working. Artrera is a legend among our people. She plans to take back the throne and lead us to war against the Romans. Many of my sisters will follow her. Not all, Kinsey grumbled. But Artrera is a spirit, Hazel said. She isn't even... Real? The queen studied Hazel carefully. I worked with the sorceress Sirki for many years. I know a returned soul when I see one. When did you die, Hazel? 1920? 1930? 1942, Hazel said. But, but I wasn't sent by Gaia. I came back to stop her. This is my second chance. Your second chance. Hella gazed at the rows of battle forklifts, now empty. I know about second chances. That boy, Percy Jackson, he destroyed my old life. You wouldn't have recognized me back then. I wore dresses and makeup. I was a glorified secretary and a cursed Barbie doll. Kinsey made a three-fingered claw over her heart, like the voodoo gestures Hazel's mom once used for warding off the evil eye. Sirki's island was a safe place for Reyna and me. The queens continued. We were daughters of the war goddess Bellona. I wanted to protect Reyna from all of that violence. Then Percy Jackson unleashed the pirates. They kidnapped us, and Reyna and I learned to be tough. We found out that we were good with weapons. The past four years... I've wanted to kill Percy Jackson for what he made us endure. But Reyna became the praetor of Camp Jupiter, Hazel said. You became the queen of the Amazons. Maybe this was your destiny. Hilla fingered the necklace in her hand. I may not be queen for much longer. You will prevail, Kinsey insisted. As the fates decree, Hilla said without enthusiasm. You see, Hazel, Artrera has challenged me to a duel. Every Amazon has that right. Tonight at midnight, we'll battle for the throne. But you're good, right? Hazel asked. Hilla managed a dry smile. Good, 
Yes, but Achara is the founder of the Amazons. She's a lot older. Maybe she's out of practice having been dead so long. I hope you're right, Hazel. You see, it's a battle to death. She waited for that to sink in. Hazel remembered what Phineas had said in Portland. How he had a shortcut back from death, thanks to Gaia. She remembered how the Gorgons had tried to reform in the Tiber. Even if you kill her, Hazel said, she'll just come back. As long as Thanatos is chained, she won't stay dead. Exactly, Hilla said. Artura has already told us that she can't die. So even if I manage to defeat her tonight, she'll simply return and challenge me tomorrow. There is no law against challenging the queen multiple times. She can insist on fighting me every night until she finally wears me down. I can't win. Hazel gazed at the throne. She imagined Atrera sitting there with her fine robes and her silver hair, ordering her warriors to attack Rome. She imagined the voice of Gaia filling this cavern. There has to be a way, she said. Don't Amazons have special powers or something? No more than other demigods, Hilla said. We can die just like any mortal. There's a group of archers who follow the goddess Artemis. They're often mistaken for Amazons, but the hunters forsake the company of men in exchange for almost endless life. We Amazons, we would prefer to live life to the fullest. We love, we fight, we die. I thought you hated men. Hilla and Kinsey both laughed. Hate men, said the queen. No, no, we like men. We just like to show them who's in charge, but that's beside the point. If I could, I would rally our troops and ride to my sister's aid. Unfortunately, my power is tenuous. When I'm killed in combat, and it's only a matter of time, Atreya will be queen. She will march to Camp Jupiter with our forces, but she will not go to help my sister. She'll go to join the giant's army. We've got to stop her, Hazel said. My, my friends and I killed Phineas, one of Gaia's other servants in Portland. Maybe we can help. The queen shook her head. You can't interfere. As queen, I must fight my own battles. Besides, your friends are imprisoned. If I let them go, I'll look weak. Either I execute you as trespassers or Artrera will do so when she becomes queen. Hazel's heart sank. So I guess we're both dead. Me for the second time. In the corner cage, the stallion Arian whinnied angrily. He reared and slammed his hose against the bars. The horse seems to feel your despair, the queen said. Interesting. He's immortal, you know, the son of Neptune and Ceres. Hazel blinked. Two gods had a horse for a kid? Long story. Oh, Hazel's face felt hot with embarrassment. He's the fastest horse in the world, Hilla said. Pegasus is more famous with his wings, but Arian runs like the wind over land and sea. No creature is faster. It took us years to capture him. One of our greatest prizes, but it did us no good. The horse will not allow anyone to ride him. I think he hates Amazons. And he is expensive to keep. He will eat anything, but he prefers gold. The back of Hazel's neck tingled. He eats gold? He remembered the horse following her in Alaska so many years ago. She thought he was eating nuggets of gold that appeared in her footsteps. She knelt and pressed her hand against the floor. Immediately, the stone cracked. A chunk of gold ore the size of a plum was pushed out of the earth. Hazel stood examining her prize. Hilla and Kinsey stared at her. How did you? The queen gasped. Hazel, be careful. 
Hazel approached the stallion's cage. She put her hand between the bars and Arian gingerly ate the chunk of gold from her palm. Unbelievable, Kinsey said. The last girl who tried that now has a metal arm. The queen finished. She studied Hazel with new interest as if deciding whether or not to say more. Hazel, we spent years hunting for this horse. It was foretold that the most courageous female warrior would somehow master Arian and ride him to victory ushering in a new era of prosperity for the Amazons. Yet no Amazon can touch him, much less control him. Even Artrera tried and failed. Two others died at attempting to ride him. That probably should have worried Hazel, but she couldn't imagine this beautiful horse hurting her. She put her hand through the bars and stroked Arian's nose. He nuzzled her arm, murmuring contentedly as if asking, More gold? Yum. I would feed you more, Arian, Hazel glanced pointedly at the queen, but I think I'm scheduled for an execution. Queen Hella looked from Hazel to the horse and back again. Unbelievable. The prophecy, Kinsey said. Is it possible? Hazel could almost see the gears turning inside the queen's head, formulating a pan plan. You have courage, Hazel Levesque, and it seems Arian has chosen you. Kinsey? Yes, my queen. You said Artrera's followers are guarding the cells? Kinsey nodded. I should have foreseen that. I I'm sorry. No, it's fine. The queen's eyes gleamed the way Hannibal the elephants did whenever he was unleashed to destroy a fortress. It would be embarrassing for Artrera if her followers failed in their duties. If, for instance, they were overcome by an outsider and a prison break occurred. Kinsey began to smile. Yes, my queen, most embarrassing. Of course, Hilla continued, none of my guards would know a thing about this. Kinsey would not spread the word to allow an escape. Certainly not, Kinsey agreed. And we couldn't help you, the queen raised her eyebrows at Hazel. But if you somehow overpowered the guards and freed your friends, if, for instance, you took one of the guards' Amazon cards, with one click, purchasing enabled, Ken Kinsey said, which will open the jail cells with one click. If... Gods forbid, something like that were to happen, the queen continued. You would find your friends, weapons, and supplies in the guard station next to the cells. And who knows, if you made your way back to this throne room while I was off preparing for my duel. Well, as I mentioned, Arian is a very fast horse. It would be a shame if you were stolen and used for an escape. Hazel felt like she'd been plugged into a wall socket. Electricity surged through her entire body. Arian, Arian could be hers. All she had to do was rescue her friends and fight her way through an entire nation of highly trained warriors. Queen Hilla, she said, I, I'm not much of a fighter. Oh, there are many kinds of fighting, Hazel. I have a feeling you're quite resourceful. And if the prophecy is correct, you will help the Amazon nation achieve prosperity. If you succeed on your quest to free Thanatos, for instance, then Ashura wouldn't come back if she were killed, Hazel said. You'd only have to defeat her um, every night until we succeed. The queen nodded grimly. It seems we both have impossible tasks ahead of us. But you're trusting me, said Hazel. And I trust you. You will win. As many times as it takes. Hilla held out Percy's necklace and poured it into Hazel's hand. I hope you're right, the queen said. But the sooner you succeed, the better. Yes? Hazel slipped the necklace into her pocket. She shook the queen's hand, wondering if it was possible to make a friend so fast, especially one who was about to send her to jail. This conversation never happened, Hilla told Kin Kinsey. Take her prisoner, prisoner to the cells and hand her over to the Archera's guards. And Kinsey, 
Be sure you leave before anything unfortunate happens. I don't want my loyal followers held accountable for a prison break. The queen smiled mischievously, and for the first time, Hazel felt jealous of Reyna. She wished that she had a sister like this. Goodbye, Hazel Levesque, the queen said. If we both die tonight, well, I'm glad I met you. And that's the end of chapter 31. Um, That was definitely a very um, interesting chapter. I feel like in the beginning, um, Hilla was initially very hostile. And especially Kinsey, the two of them were very hostile. But after seeing like Hazel's capabilities and trying to get her no more, like trying to get trying to know get to know her more it really softened up hilla towards hazel and possibly maybe if hilla is able to continue to be queen and beat artrera once and for all she might be able to forgive percy for whatever he did because in if we read in the when in the sea of monsters when that happened all percy saw were just a bunch of guinea pigs trapped bunch of pirates trapped as guinea pigs in Syracuse Island and he couldn't help watching that happen so he just had to free them of course what the pirates did afterwards were was possibly not the best way to go about taking revenge but I do feel like Percy did it in the best of everybody because he did try to rescue those pirates because it wasn't fair that they were being kept captive according to him so we'll have to see if any if if these misunderstandings are getting uh, get cleared up between Percy and Hilla, if Hilla continues to be queen, which I believe she does, she will. So hopefully they two will be able to clear their misunderstandings, and hopefully Hilla will be able to send some warriors to Camp Jupiter to help out with the giant with the with Gaia's army and everything. So next week we'll read chapters thirty three, uh, thirty two and thirty three and see how exactly this is going to end up this cycle of repetitive fighting for Hilla and reaching and freeing Thanatos for the trio will go about. So yeah, until then, stay safe, stay out of boredom. Um, I'm, still, I'm still trying my best to fix my pronunciations, so bear with me while I try my best with that. And yeah, so see you guys next week. Stay, again, stay safe, stay out of boredom.